0: This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello, guys. Welcome. We're doing a QA style. Podcast today. I'm so excited. We have a lot of questions that you guys wrote in. I love hearing them and I love connecting in this way on solos. You know how I feel about our solo episodes together. So, we're going to get right into it. So, number one, how can I find my purpose and feel fulfilled in a job when you align with the right brand and company and not necessarily wanting to quit your job and starting your own company? And I think that is. I think that's a really good question for many reasons. So not everyone is meant to start their own company and be an entrepreneur. I'm telling you it is not for everyone. It is um, definitely for the few people who really feel that they have something to create. They have something they want to bring to life. And I think it's so important like every single company in space needs – the other people who are really passionate about that brand, whether it's theirs or not. And it is partly yours just by you being there and putting your special energy into that. So I think um, I think there's importance in taking ownership over that and knowing that any brand that you work for, your special energy is there and infused into that brand for the time that you're there and maybe everlasting depending on what you do there. And I think that it's really important to know that You can find a purpose and you can feel fulfilled in a job that is not your own brand. And that's specifically what the question was. And um, I think by finding a brand that feels really good to you, typically like the ones that you are guided to use or guided to go to or feel really good about, and finding a position there that accesses your strengths and what you enjoy doing. I would say those are some ways to find purpose in a business that is not yours but a different brand. Okay, on to a journaling question. When journaling, what should we write? Do I write negative thoughts that keep coming up? Good question. So there are different, a bunch of different ways to go about journaling and I'm only sharing my practices and what have worked for me, but I think it's important that you intuitively go with what feels good to you. So the only time I wrote down negative thoughts was when I was ready to let that shit go once and for all and I wrote them down. And I then after, I literally crossed out the thoughts, like literally crossed them out to make them no longer exist and be seen on the paper. And then either ripped up or burned or released those thoughts into the ocean or into the environment and atmosphere. So um, traditionally speaking, when journaling, I like to write down things that I'm grateful for And then things that I want to come into fruition. If there's something negative that I'm having a challenge with or I'm being challenged with, I would write down, I would love guidance on how to move through this. I try to really have a positive light when writing and even when speaking. Because if we're going to accept ourselves as as co-creators, it's important to know that Everything that we write, everything that we say has a frequency and it ripples out and it vibrates out on and on and on and what do you want that to be? Typically we don't want that to be the negative thing. We want it to be a positive thing. So just being very aware of how you say it and how you write it I think is very important but also finding that way of being true to yourself and doing what aligns with you. The next question is what is the meditation or mantra you did to manifest your home? So I really believe that my journaling practice that I just mentioned prior to this, writing down what I was grateful for, being so grateful in the home that I was in, but being so ready and visualizing and feeling and making believe I lived in the space I wanted by writing it down in the description down um, while listening to Ekongkar, Sat Guddha Prasad, Sat Prasad, Ekongkar, Expand into Intuitive Noting by Jai Gadish. Um, I listen to that every single day and wrote in my journal every single day until I manifest my home. And I do give that mantra a lot of responsibility for helping me manifest it. Um, there's actually a little disclaimer for that mantra that whatever you're thinking about is actually being amplified as you listen to it. That's really about like every mantra, it helps to amplify our intentions, but that one specifically is very powerful. So I highly recommend that one if you're trying to manifest anything. Oh, I love this question. How to start with a meditation practice, where to begin, resources, guidance, et cetera. Okay, so obviously I'm going to recommend my seven day free trial. I curated, honestly, if you've been here and before I even curated this new little library of Start Here for the 7-Day Free Trial, go back and visit it. It just, like, I get so excited to introduce this practice to new people so there's an introductory video just telling you what to expect there's six days of breath work and meditation to guide you and to introduce you to the practice and then there's next steps on where you could go within the app because i understand there are so many resources in the app it can almost be overwhelming sometimes to someone who's completely new Um, And at the same time for the OGs, like if I move anything around or take something off, they're like, where is this one meditation where we did exactly this and (laughs) this song was playing. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, it was old. I wanted to refresh it. But I think that that's a really great place to start because you'll feel really confident on where to go after your seven days. And if for some reason this practice doesn't align with you, keep trying other ones until you find the one that speaks to your soul like kundalini has for me. Um, How do you explain or handle questions from Christians who think meditation isn't faith-based? Awesome question. Um, I don't think – I think meditation can be faith-based. I mean, I think with meditation, we build faith. We don't have to. We can do meditation for physical benefits, calming our nervous system, improving our physical health, improving our mental health. Or we can use it as spirituality and go deeper within spirituality with it. So I think it could be really um, whatever you want it to be. There's zero judgment here. If you want this to be part of helping you build faith in something greater than yourself, wonderful. If you want to come here just to bliss out and feel good, wonderful. It's whatever you want it to be and I'm never promoting a religion, a faith, or any of those things. I'm sharing with you what I believe and my experience and hoping that you take with you what works and resonates and leaving the rest. Do you experience arms naturally going up when hands in prayer pose during meditation? Okay, so that's so interesting. I experience some different physical sensations and movements. I've never experienced that, but I've heard of other people experiencing that where while they're meditating, all of a sudden their hands are moving to a different part of their body. Crazy things are happening, guys. And honestly, science, I'm sure, doesn't even know half of it yet. So as long, this is what I will tell you, as long as you feel safe, As whatever it is is happening, you're good and you just follow your intuition. Because I've had some pretty crazy, crazy experiences in meditation, and I've come to the moment of asking myself, Erica, do you need to back off? Do you need to back down? Um, do is this not okay? And typically, I don't think there's ever been a time where I was alone in my practice where. I've ever had to turn around and be like, no, I'm not doing this. But with that being said, you have to check in with yourself and see, does this feel good to me? Does this feel safe? And then whatever's happening is happening. We all, and I'm included in this, that's why I said we, we all love to define everything that goes on or everything that happens in our life, and our practice, and bring meaning to everything and there is meaning to everything but sometimes we just don't know the conscious meaning and that's okay too so as long as you feel safe and as long as you feel good let the hands go wherever they like um how to be okay in a job that you hate if you can't leave yet this question is close to my heart although i didn't technically i didn't hate my job i just knew i was meant to be somewhere else and that created a lot of stress and tension for my job but I think the most important thing is finding ways of feeling good what can you find that you appreciate or like about the job for right now for as long as you need to be there and of course asking yourself like do you need to be there still um but there's there's a process and I know all about it because I did it um in of course my own experience but finding things that you like finding moments of joy and trying to feel good in your body while you're there is the most important because if you feel hate in your body all day that's not okay that's not good for your physical health it's not good for your emotional health or your mental health so finding a way and I believe we all can do that um of course depending on the circumstances but Finding a way, as long as it's a safe environment and a healthy environment, is there a way that you could find joy? Is there a way that you could find gratitude for what it offers you in the here and now? And that would be my suggestion for that. Um, The next question is, how can I make healing not have to be so hard? And this is a heavy question because – Everyone's life experience is so different and the things we need to heal from are all so different and healing can feel fun in some moments and fun for some where for others it can feel so hard and draining and my suggestion would be to find a teacher who could help guide you, a practice that helps you to feel good and have moments of peace maybe mantra that you can sing and transmute the heaviness with and lean into those things that help you to feel relief from that hardness and healthy ways of feeling it. So like I said, maybe a specific breath work or a teacher that can guide you or a mantra to play and to chant. And I hope that really helps. The next question is body image and weight. How do I stay body positive? This is um, this is a good question because I was not always in the space that I am right now. I struggled with an eating disorder. It wasn't really around image, it was more around control. But with that, it became a lot about my weight and my worth having to do with my weight. And I've come to the point that I do not take for granted where I accept myself, I have a healthy relationship with food and I accept what I see in the mirror and I like I said, I don't take it for granted because I know how dark it is to not be in that place and it was not always the case for me. Um, so I I see the pressure of image and weight as something very 3D and a paradigm that we're shifting out of but the generations before us have been very, very, much in that program and I do think that we're seeing shifts already in our world in many different ways and examples but um, on an individual level I I would recommend trying out the self-love meditation and showering yourself with self-love and um, I also something that I also have been experiencing is like accepting my body like my body is never going to look like anyone else's body because it's my body so like how would I ever expect it to look like this person or that person's I would be lying to you if I didn't look sometimes on social media and be like oh my gosh I wish I had that flat stomach like that is 100% absolutely a thought for me at times but this is my body and I'm so grateful to be in this physical vessel and to be here on earth and have a healthy body and a strong body and I do what I can to Um, create the appearance that I feel comfortable with but also the strength within that I feel really good about and I've learned to let a lot of excess pressure go because it doesn't serve me and the other aspect is the more we focus on something the more that's going to grow so if we're always focusing on a quote-unquote problem area of our body which when we say that Typically, it's a healthy, functioning space. It just doesn't look the way we want it to or the way we think it should or the way society thinks it should. But by taking that pressure off ourselves and looking for the things we're proud of and that we're grateful for and that we're happy for, it just helps to create a shift. So I also think um, working with mantra, I think Beautiful Course, Chorus has so many empowering mantras to love ourselves and love on ourselves and celebrate ourselves and just having that playing as much as possible to start reprogramming those old thoughts that are recycled over and over and start recreating those positive thoughts. And I truly hope that helps you and I'm sending you so much love. Um, tips for coming back to self when extremely emotionally triggered Okay, so I talked about being triggered in another solo episode podcast on honesty, but um, I think when we're really triggered, I love getting in my body and doing intense movements. So I personally, what I would do if I was really freaking triggered, (laughs) this is what I did last time. I could think of a moment where I was very triggered. I went to the beach. I know not everyone has access to the beach, but getting in nature helps me. Um, I tune in and I start doing fists of anger, which are those backward punches over the head with a powerful breath of fire in and out through the mouth. And that helps me to clear the triggers out, clear out that, oh, that fiery energy and just let everything go. And I think also um, coming back to this space of knowing whatever triggered you, um, that is just helping you to explore a little bit more on your own about yourself. Why are you triggered? Why is that bringing up something for you? What else maybe needs to clear? And understanding that if it was another person that triggered you, if they told you how they felt and you didn't agree with it, knowing they can have their truth and you can have your own truth. And those both can exist. And satnam, you're on your way. But that would be my go-to when being triggered. If you're meditating in a relatively public setting, is it okay to not tune in? Good question. Listen, I'm never going to say things are okay and not okay. I completely trust you and you, your, this community. I think we're all very evolved souls. Um, I trust you to use your intuition and only you know what's okay. What I like to do personally, if I can't tune in out loud, I'll tune in in my head and I'll take a deep breath. Ognamogurdevinamal, 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 exhale, no one even knows I tuned in. So that's an option. But um, you might, you might know and experience that when you tune in, you might feel more connected to your higher self. So you might not feel that if you don't tune in. So whatever tuning in brings you, you just might not experience if you don't do it. So that's all I'll really say about that. But I trust you to listen um, and tune into your... Intuition. Okay. The next question. Um, Okay. Is it normal to have emotional release, crying, or other effects after starting a Kundalini practice? Yes. That is absolutely something that is typical that people experience. We have emotional blocks in our body that we may not even know are there until we start to bring in the breath and the prana and this life force energy and bringing light to these shadows. So that's definitely something that happens quite often and allowing that energy and those emotions to move through you you just let them go, you let them flow, you clear, you release. Um, And of course, if it's excessive, then maybe reach out to me one-on-one. Or of course, um, if you have a therapist, talking it over with them and just seeing if there is something that you might need to dig a little bit deeper into to bring up, to heal, and to clear. Another question. Um, We have two more actually. So This question is, um, how did you find or make new friends as an adult? I'm 28 and struggling. Okay, so yes, this is challenging as you get older. But I have to tell you, and I've said this before, some of my best friends that I have today I made after I was – married which was 27 years old. So around the 28 around the solar um our Saturn return, I think that we have the availability and the access to attract in and really at any age, but especially 28, this time to really get clear on who we are and attract in those soul friendships and soul family. So something I personally did when I was ready to bring in more of my soul family and these other friendships Um, I wrote in my journal and I told the universe, just like I do for anything I want, I just build my communication with the universe and I said I'm ready to bring in spiritual friends, people that would enjoy this journey with me and people who can help me grow and learn and people who I can help as well and just ask for it. Just start asking and then expecting and then expecting it to show up and it will It will in the most organic and unpredictable of ways. But I did have Liv Schreiber on the podcast and she um, is in New York. She does a lot of events for people to get out in the city and meet people. So if you're local, you should definitely check out that podcast and check her out because she has events that does that and it made me so happy. Um, Okay, I lied. We actually have two more questions. I said two more last time. Being able to sustain your manifestation's worthiness and up-leveling. Okay, so this person's asking, how can you actually hold and sustain your manifestations? Because sometimes we could bring in the manifestation, but we can't actually hold it. And that has to do with our aura. So the right side of the aura invites it in and the left side helps us to hold it. And all of the content from April, helps you to do exactly that. So the bundle money kriya, and also the opening of the aura, and the breath express for the strengthening the aura. Those are all practices that will help us to hold it. But overall, what those practices help us to do is hold the frequency of what we want. And we can also do that through our thoughts as well. Kundalini always supercharges everything. But analyzing your thoughts and seeing, are you still holding the frequency of that? Is that what you still want? Is that still aligned with you? And are you still radiating that energy out? And then the last question I'm going to end on, because this might be a whole podcast in and of itself, is if I'm still vegan. And this is such a great question um, because I actually, a timely question, I've been making shifts in my diet, not huge shifts. I actually incorporated... On eggs, I I ate eggs three times so far (laughs) since "quote unquote" breaking vegan. Um, But I'm just so open. Like all I want for my body is to give it exactly what it needs to be its healthiest, most divinely connected self. And I've really coupled that with plant based um, because of some things that I believe about animal products and how that can alter our consciousness but um as i grow older i want to be healthy i want to be radiant and i want to do what both my physical and spiritual body needs so i explored that i felt absolutely fine after um i felt good i felt fine i didn't have any adverse reaction um, but I'm I'm more flexible. I have had some cheese here and there if I'm out to dinner and something has cheese on it and I want to enjoy it. I'm in this state of balance, of enjoying life, knowing that my journey of plant-based served me and brought me to where I needed to be energetically and staying open to either maintaining that or creating shifts and just doing what my body asks for and what it's called to. So I want to thank you guys so much for bringing these questions. Um, there were a few I didn't get to, but I will definitely do another Q and A episode soon. I love the idea of Ask Erica, and we could chat about all the things that you're wondering. Hopefully, this brought you so much um, of whatever it is you needed today. But I'm so grateful for this community. It like never gets old. How grateful I am, and I hope that I tell you enough. So. Thank you so much for being here on Instagram, on the podcast, on Evolve if you're there too. I'm so appreciative and I'm so glad that we can grow and evolve together. May the long time sun shine upon you. Sada.